Hello, amazing woman of God. Welcome back to the She's Calling Confident podcast. On today's podcast episode, I'm so excited to introduce to you my really good friend, Merit Ansa. Now, the reason why I'm so excited is because Merit is actually one of the few people that I first found in the online space back in 2017 when I was starting to do personal development. I believe it was 2017, 2018. I found her podcast and quickly fell in love. So Merit Ansa is a trial guide for the passionate and creative Christian woman who wants to get over the fear of failure, comparison, imposter syndrome in order to get moving on her God-shaped dream without wasting more time second-guessing herself, procrastinating, or trying to be perfect because it would be a tragedy if her dream stayed hidden. Merit hosts weekly conversations on the Devoted Dreamers podcast, talking with Christian women about their dreams, their fears, and how God has transformed their faith in the process of attempting courageous endeavors. So the really exciting thing is I actually got really vulnerable here and sometimes it could feel uncomfortable but that is the beauty of having raw and authentic conversations so without further ado here is today's podcast episode i am so excited to bring on our next guest merit Ansa. welcome to the she's calling confident podcast thank you so much for having me and i love that name of your podcast it's so beautiful so i'm honored to be here thank you so much so merit Honestly, I came across your podcast probably close to when I started doing my online business about a year and a half ago. How did that start, your journey to starting that podcast? And what is your story? Yeah. Oh, well, I'll try to keep it brief because, you know, stuff like this can go on and on. But it really was, I think, probably seven or eight years ago that I was really deep in this space of I feel like I have something to offer the world, but I don't know what it is. You know, I had lots of full-time jobs, a couple of different career directions and was kind of not quite to midlife yet, but I was like, there has to be more than just working for someone else and going through the daily grind and really began asking the Lord, like, what do you have for me? What, how can I serve you? I've always been so passionate about women and women, like even starting with my own, like finding my own voice. And figuring out how to speak what is true to me and who I feel like God made me to be. And so I really spun my wheels for years. Like, am I a blogger? Am I going to write a book? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Like it was all over the place. And I dabbled in a few things that just never felt like complete to me, I guess. And I did struggle with a lot of lack of confidence and questioning my own value and what I had to offer. And really the idea for my podcast came out of a friend asking me to be on her podcast. And I remember I had this tiny baby and I got up at, you know, some oh dark hundred, like really early (laughs) hour in the morning to go be a guest on this podcast. I wasn't even a big podcast listener. I mean, I'd listen to serial, you know, everybody's heard of serial, but (laughs) But I wasn't much of a listener, but she wanted to talk to me about my passion for women in ministry. And it was so much fun. I mean, I like sweat through everything I wore that morning, but it didn't matter because it was a podcast. No one could see or smell me, (laughs) but I had so much fun doing that with her. And then a couple of my friends heard that episode and said, oh, 
you have a voice for radio. Oh, you were really great on that podcast. If you've ever thought about starting a podcast, I really think you should. And it sparked a fire in me. Like this would be a great way to connect with women. And so it, that's really where the, the idea came from and my desire to work through my own struggles of pursuing a calling or a dream somewhat publicly so that other people wouldn't feel so alone. And so I started interviewing people that I knew that were doing bold, scary things and willing to do them imperfectly just for God's glory and the opportunity to be used by him. Wow. That is so beautiful. I think it's so beautiful that sometimes it takes other people to pull stuff out of us that we didn't even know because it's stuff that comes so naturally, right? (laughs) For the longest time, I've always knew, like I went into school for social work and I remember I was always the oddball in school. Like I was always on like, I'm going to start a nonprofit. I'm like some kind of business social work. And everybody's looking at me like, what? And everybody's going to therapy. But I was over here saying this stuff. And I tried it. And, and obviously because the timing wasn't right and the vision was like not all the way there, I was trying to act before God and taking steps before God. And so of course God was going to shut those doors because it wasn't my timing. It wasn't until like literally somebody like was telling me on some of the things that they saw in me that I was like, oh, really? (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I started just being a little bit more like, okay, this is who I am. This is how God created me. And I think your podcast is one of those space, spaces out there for Christian women who allow them to be free to dream and not be afraid of it. And I just want to thank you for that because I know personally it has blessed me. It has allowed me to be like, what is my dream? And just start dreaming and start taking action. Oh, that's so encouraging to hear. And it's really what my desire is. And I'm not sure I would have said this four and a half years ago when I started, but today after talking to over a hundred women with a God-shaped dream as guests on my show, I absolutely would say, I think every woman has a dream. She just might not know what it is yet, or even have an inkling that it's there, but I think God plants those things in us and you know, like you said, timing, it's, it doesn't have to be right now, but pay attention. It might pop up someday. I'm interested to know your perspective on differences and similarities between a calling and dreams, because I feel like sometimes they work so good together and sometimes it could be two different things, but I just kind of want your perspective on that. Well, I didn't grow up in the church. And so I have heard People who kind of have that influence earlier in their lives have said, oh, to me, a calling was always for the people that were going overseas as missionaries or the people that were called to become pastors or what, you know. And so when I was thinking about the language that I wanted to use, I was a little bit hesitant to use that word calling it kind of in a way of like, well, who am I to say like, you're called to something that's, I'm not God, you know? (laughs) And so dreams felt, I don't know, like connected to the way I experienced this whole endeavor. I mean, I feel like we all have a calling to, you know, love the Lord, our God, and to love our neighbor as ourselves and, you know, to serve in his kingdom and, work out our salvation along the way. Like that's everybody. 
Um, but to me, a dream was that thing that I could not get out of my head, even if it really didn't have words to it, that the thing that made me cry, the passion that like I couldn't let go of when other people were like, why do you care so much about this? You know? Um, And I remember a meeting I had with our pastor. I had just gone through like a little mini leadership training with him. And he, I mean, this was such a gift. He sat down with each one of us and helped us identify the gifts and the things that we feel so passionate about that like absolutely the Lord would want us to use that in this very small church we have here in Colorado. And so helping us just investigate what that is. And as I'm talking to him, we're like in this coffee shop, I'm totally bawling. Like my, just the tears would not stop falling from my eyes. And I realized what it was, was just for, as a woman feeling so trapped in fear and comparison and trying to measure up and trying to be perfect and never feeling like I could and wanting freedom for myself and for others. And that's where I was like, oh, Now, somebody else could have that very same or similar passion, use similar words around it, but the way they work it out in the world would look really different. So I don't know if any of that answers your question, but it's what came to mind when you asked it. It's wonderful. And and I love how you pointed out in the very, very beginning, how you were skeptical of using the word calling because, okay, (laughs) I like to be honest. Do it. I wrestle with the idea, right? That late night anxiety, like one of those things that I'm always like, oh, I'm not that. No, God, I'm not going to allow the the enemy to taunter my mind is, am I using too much biblical language in my business and making Mm. profit out of it? Right. And I wrestle with that idea. But at the end of the hour, there was a few revelations, the name she's called incompetent, which was given by God. And the actual command, my daughters deserve the best. And you had made a second statement. You wanted other people to feel free. And I wanted other women not to feel insecure and not to allow the negativity, the hate of other people influence how God created them, influence their calling. Yes. So that is enough to just kind of overcome any type of resistance or imposter syndrome, which is what I would love to talk to you about. Sure. (laughs) You know, I would love to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) And we we laughed because I literally just took her imposter syndrome course (laughs) and it was amazing. It's so many light bulb moments, but that's for another conversation. (laughs) So I want to ask you, what do people do? Like, what do we do when we start having these doubts, when we start having these fears, when we feel something a dream so big within us and we don't know how to explain it. Yeah. Well, we talked about this in the course, but just, it reminds me so much of Moses. I mean, what a calling on a man, go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. (laughs) And Moses is like, what? I don't have words. I'm not a man of good speech. Please don't send me. And I think that sometimes Like when we dare to let the big dream percolate far enough where we would feel that way, like, Lord, who am I that you would call me to something that feels that big inside of me? One, I think we kind of have to be reminded that it's not on us. You know, if God has given you a vision of something, if he has stirred up and pulled your heartstrings, that 
it's really his doing. You don't have to like do much beyond show up and obey he's called you to. And, you know, and I think we come to it and we think what he's calling us to is perfection. Like, oh, if I'm going to do whatever, I better not mess it up because that would reflect poorly on him. Or, you know, when we're self-absorbed at points, that might reflect poorly on me and then no one would ever listen to me ever again, you know? And if I'm supposed to be God's messenger, uh, you know, you just get into that like vicious cycle. And I think it's just so freeing to look at that story of Moses and to remember that God heard him say, not me, and said, okay, let's bring Aaron along. I'm going to give you a little assistance that you say you're asking for. And let's walk forward anyway, despite the weaknesses that you know are within you. And instead of worrying about that, let's function out of the strength of the Lord, out of his strength instead of my own. And that's how we keep walking. You know, be honest and true to yourself. You know, accept the fact that you're never going to do it perfectly. And nor is he calling you to. Wow. I feel what you said, and I absolutely do agree with it. And one of my favorite sayings is don't expect other people to understand what God has placed inside of you. He has placed Mm -hmm. inside of you and not them. Therefore, people cannot understand. And I think as as we reflect and we we process some of the things that that goes on internally in our mind and our desires and our emotions, it's good to know that if we don't disobey God in biblical scripture, if we are doing the best that we can and just continuing to take action forward, then you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong. And I thank you for shining the light on that because yeah, like there's stuff that I do wrestle with sometimes, but at the same time, I know without a shadow of a doubt, it's clear the mission of, of this podcast. And, and I'm sure you've come in your own journey with revelations that God has given you and your and your calling. So that's beautiful. And so what has God taught you as you followed your own God-shaped dream? So much. <laughs> you know, I think one of the biggest things, especially early on, was that I'm not alone in feeling like it's a struggle to speak to women who, you know, have written books or who have done public speaking on stages before thousands and to hear them say, oh yeah, I still feel afraid or I still struggle with God. Why did you choose me? It's not like, I don't know if this is the way I want to say it, but it kind of dumbed it down a little bit for me. Like, Oh, it's kind of common to feel called to something bigger than yourself and wrestle with that. It doesn't, there's not like a finish line. (laughs) So, oh, right. That's just like life. That's just like, you know, working out our salvation. Um, So there's that. That's been huge. It really helped me um, to not feel alone and for him to kind of reveal that to me. And then I'm very much a... Like, I want to have all the details figured out. I want to do it right. I want my ducks in a row. I don't want to ever appear to have made a mistake of any sort. It's really hard for me not to edit out every um in my own podcast. (laughs) But he has shown me yet again that the point is not perfection. The point is not me getting it right. The point is me continuing to move forward, continuing to listen to him, do the best work that I can do in the moment. and. His job 
is to refine me and grow me in the ways he wants me to grow versus in the ways that I think I need to be more perfect or, you know, buttoned up or whatever. And so that's been really good too. And I think probably the third thing related to that is just, I try to tell my audience and my guests as well. Like, I don't think it really matters what your dream is what the actual manifestation of that is. It can be whatever he's planted within you in the way that you want to communicate that. What matters is that we pursue it arm in arm with him and that we are open in ourselves to be changed by him because that is the goal, right? That we would continually be refined to you know, see our own flaws and weaknesses, to turn those over to the Lord, to confess our sins and ask for forgiveness, that we would have an openness to receive his grace on a daily basis and grow more in our trust in him. And I think that's what the dream and the calling does because it is so much bigger than us. It calls us to the reminder that he is God and I am not. And I love that. It gives so much freedom when I don't have to be God. Right. I mean, you can have said it better yourself. And I think this whole journey of just really doing what God has called you to do and, and being obedient to the dreams that he's placed inside of you is realizing that you can't do it alone. That as a woman of God listening to this, like everything in your life should reflect being in relationship with him every single day. And that constant every single day purification, repentance and going to him for advice when you are taking action. It's just a constant, beautiful reminder that he is the almighty, all perfect, Mm -hmm. all knowing, and we can't do it alone because we need him every step of the way, Mm -hmm. which calms the the anxiety. If you think about it, that should calm the anxiety. Like, Like, okay, let's go back to my example at night. You know what I mean? Wrestling with some of these fears, like, am I doing this right? Am I not doing it right? Like, At the end of the hour, if I know that all the attention is going to him and I'm, it's not by my power, but by, by his spirit, then that should bring peace unto, unto anybody. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, talking about Moses and and the fears that come up and everything. So there's a term that I feel like we kind of need to highlight because I heard this term in your podcast. I've heard this term. Um, in my business and the online space, but it's not a term that I've ever heard in my church community or in person, just natural conversations, which is this term of imposter syndrome. And I feel like you are like the best person I could think of describe what imposter syndrome is and how it creeps up. Yeah. So I felt the same way as you just described um, a couple of years ago, where I kept hearing imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. I know what the word imposter means but I didn't really understand like, what are people talking about when they say this? So I began to kind of dig into this a little bit more and there's lots of definitions. I think this term even exists in like psychological manuals or whatever, but from like a, I'm doing something that feels beyond me. It's that feeling of, I've never done this before. I feel like a fraud. Everyone's going to figure out that I'm a fraud. And yet in order to do this, I have to claim, or you feel like you have to claim that you know what you're doing. And so um, it sounds a lot like, who am I to do this? Somebody else could do it better than me, or everyone is already talking about all this stuff that I care about. Why does my voice matter to this? And I think it's really, I'm sure men struggle with it too, but it feels very connected 
to, at least for me, just women and the insecurities and struggles we feel when we consider doing something bigger than ourselves. Perfect, perfect illustration. And I think another way I could describe it. So like in my local church, sometimes when we're giving, we're sharing a five minute spot of a testimony or, or just talking about God to people, but feeling not worthy enough to do that. Mm -hmm. Or like, who am I? My life is not really all that perfect. I keep doing things wrong, but I'm over here trying to help somebody. So I feel Mm -hmm. like that pops in. Well, I guess it used to pop in a lot. I haven't really felt that lately. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. And then especially taking your course, there was like a huge highlight that I got that you had asked us, you had asked us a question and then I reflected back and it seemed like imposter syndrome and these emotions kept coming up every time I was operating in areas that I was gifted or my calling. And so I thought that was very interesting because I was like, it only comes in when this is happening. Interesting. So like the enemy is seeing where God has gifted you and saying, no, I'm not going to let her, not going to let her believe that God would use her for this. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought that was the biggest revelation. And so now moving forward, I feel like that was the biggest, like, it's a huge breakthrough going through your program because I'm able to identify anytime I'm feeling this, it's like, wait a minute, I'm operating within the zone that God is calling me to operate. And so that's um, excellent. <laughs> that's so helpful to have you say it that way. That's really awesome. Cause he's not going to, he's not going to give you that kind of pushback when you're like, oh, I'm making dinner for my family, you know, or like something not mundane necessarily, but just like it's, that doesn't call you above and beyond, you know? And so he's, the enemy is seeing you shine God's light in the world. And he's like, I got to do something about that. I got to keep her down. Yeah. And so let's dig into this a little bit. Mm -hmm. I literally have said stuff like I've gone on Facebook lives. It's what fuels me. If what feels right, like I feel like that's where I'm supposed to just speak. I'm not looking for it. I just feel that inner call, that inner edge. I need to do it. And once I'm done with it, it's like, okay, I did it, right? But then I can lay my head down at night and a fear sets in. Like, what, did I do something wrong? Did I Mm. say something wrong? Did I disobedient? And so this is constant inner force, inner turmoil inside of you. And I've learned now that it's exactly when I did something I was supposed to do that that comes in. But it's only when I'm rested and, and the enemies tries to like try to bombard you with these thoughts. And I've learned now how to like rebuke it and how to just like let it go. And it's like, no, I'm not going to allow that to, to taunt my mind and just confuse me. And I think a lot of the audience um, listening here, if you've ever had a time where, you know, you did something that it just it felt right. But later there's this repercussion feelings. Learn to identify them because it very much be that's possibly your area of gifting. That's possibly mm-hmm. the area that God's calling you. And the devil is just trying to make you feel like it's not right. Yes. And you're bringing up some memories for me of, um, I served in a ministry back in Dallas when I lived there now, almost a decade ago. This was a time in my life where I felt like I was serving in a place that I was really passionate about, but I felt kind of timid in how I did that work. And 
there were several times we were, it was a, you know, I'm in Dallas. It's a big church. There's a lot of people involved in ministry there. And I'd be in this room with like 150 other leaders who were really my peers. And we had a lot of opportunities to share what God was teaching us or what was on our hearts or what we were learning from scripture. And I was never the first person like ever (laughs) to share. I like, well, if I have to, God, I will. But I began to recognize that on the days I was supposed to share, I felt like six people away from me could hear my heart beating out of my chest. It was so dramatic, the anxiety and nervousness in my own body when I felt like I was supposed to talk. And every time I said yes to that and I listened to it, like, okay, I'm getting really anxious. That doesn't mean stay quiet. No, that means God saying, go talk, say what's on your mind outcomes of that were always incredibly beautiful, even to the point of other people coming up and saying, wow, what you shared really helped me a lot or really set me free from something, or it just helped open up something in me so that I wasn't in bondage anymore. And it was like, oh, oh, okay. Like I, I didn't intend for this really beautiful outcome, but like you said, to listen to what is going on inside of you and don't misidentify where that's coming from. For me, it was, oh, I'm really nervous. Oh, that's God saying it's time to talk. (laughs) And, you know, and I don't know if that looks the same or different for other people, but that's such a profound reminder for me of it being the normal response feels like, oh, I should shut up. Then I won't feel so nervous anymore. (laughs) And that's not really what he wanted. Yeah, no, I, man, I think it's just, it's such a big revelation. And I think it's just, it's something that you know, the audience should just be keen to listen and to observe their emotions and their feeling every time they're about to do something. And it's a big breakthrough because if they know deep down, this satisfies their soul, this satisfies their spirit that feels right. It's almost like a calling should not be like roses and butterflies all the time. Like there's a hard season too. There's that season uh-huh. of overcoming your own insecurity and fears and still operating it in it. So I love it. Okay, so we're coming towards the end, but I, I have one important question. Uh, there's definitely a way to tackle on imposter syndrome. Why is the world's way of tackling imposter syndrome never going to work? And what's the alternative? Hmm. Yeah. So I feel like I kept hearing over and over again that the way to tackle imposter syndrome or the way to not feel insecure was just to try harder or like, it's that whole like boss babe language. <laughs> like if you could just believe yourself to be a boss babe, then you'll be fine. You won't be, you won't lack confidence. The reason that doesn't work is that that's depending on my own strength to pull me up out of a pit of fear or whatever it is. And my own strength is never the answer. The answer is always in the Lord. Like he is our strength. It's in our weakness that he's strong. And so so much of what we hear from a secular place and social media is just like work harder, try harder, just believe in yourself, think positive thoughts. And not that any of those things are bad in and of themselves, but they aren't the ultimate answer. Because the minute you start to go, okay, today I'm going to believe in myself and like four o'clock hits and you're like, wow, I really stunk today. And, you know, so I just couldn't measure up to even my own standard, much less God's. And so the more and more I try to put my hope in myself, the more it's going to devastate me and cover me with shame. And then I've got a deeper hole to dig out of the next morning. And so if I can just let that go 
and use the promises of God and be in his word and trust that his spirit is in me and he is my strength. Um, that is where healing will come is through him and the truth of God's word. Amen. I love that. Definitely. This is an episode to re-listen and allow God, allow the Holy Spirit to really speak to your minister in the area of your God-shaped dream, in the area where God wants you to operate. Mary, I want you to share with us your podcast and also where, where can people find you at? Yes, absolutely. So the podcast is the Devoted Dreamers podcast. You mentioned it earlier. It's everywhere, Apple, Google, Spotify, all the places. And just, you can really pick up and start anywhere. Um, I try to title based on what I feel like was the core of the issue for that episode. But there's, like I said, over a hundred interviews, there's a bunch of solo episodes and you can just go pick and choose. There's not an order that you have to go in to, to listen I'm also on Instagram at Merit J-O, and I have a Facebook group for podcast listeners, the Devoted Dreamers podcast group on Facebook. So any of those places would love to get to know any of your listeners and take you on this journey with us. I love it too. And I believe you just finished wrapping up the launch of of the course, but you will offer it again soon in the next two months. And I highly recommend joining that course because like I said, the breakthrough that I got from it, that, that small revelation, and we got into it, right? <laughs> but that small revelation made all the difference and even helped me with my own insecurities and, and imposter syndrome as I lay my head down, ready to go to bed. And these thoughts come in and you're like, I'm like, oh, no, 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 I don't got time for this. <laughs> it was it's such a beautiful revelation. It, it really did minister to me. So thank you. Mm, thank you so much. It was a privilege. Awesome. Okay, Merit, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. So I hope that you enjoyed today's conversation with Merit Ansa. I know we spoke about a lot of good nuggets and I'm sure like even hearing from me and my own like thought process, I hope that even blessed you and kind of like give you some insight that this happens to a lot of people, that fears are true, but it's all up to us for us to get a hold of our fears and transform them into something that can propel us forward into whatever God has called us to do. So right now, I want you to head over to my Instagram, DM me your takeaways from this podcast episode. Talk to you soon. Bye.